everybody. Um, we are from the home office today um, just to play it safe and uh, not expose anybody or anything <laughs> in my office. Uh, we're going to sit up here and, uh, and do it this way. And um, Looking forward to this morning. Um, just going to look at some uh, New Year's resolutions. And I, I know a lot of people are not into resolutions, New Year's resolutions, but um, we're going to look at some that we can make um, that would honor God, better our Christian lives, better our life in general. So that's where we'll kind of be this morning. We'll be over in Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 1 through 13 when we get there. And again, I appreciate everybody just bearing with us. We're not really sure uh, with Maria and, and the exposure we was talking about earlier. Uh, so again, we're going to play it safe with you guys today and hopefully be back next Sunday, Lord willing, and the church don't rise, we'll be back in uh, the sanctuary. Um, so today, I guess, marks the, the first Sunday of the first month of the new year. Here we are, finally 2021. I was telling Maria the other day, everybody's acting like when the clock struck 12 uh, on New Year's that this pandemic and everything that's going on will just disappear. But unfortunately, it's, it's going to be around for a little bit longer and, and hopefully uh, we'll get the, the cure and all that for, for us. And uh, I was just thinking about this new year. And as you reflect on the past year, uh, what kind of year was it? And we, we all have probably the same opinion of the type of year that it was. What kind of year was it for you? Not just, uh, not, not take, I guess, take the, the coronavirus completely out of it. But what kind of year was it for you in general? Was it a, a mile marker year for you? Maybe. Was it a forgettable year for a lot of us? Yeah, that's one that we want to forget. It's gonna, we're gonna be like the the number thirteen on a lot of elevators. You know, where you get on an elevator and it's 10, 11, 12, 14. Those people that are superstitious will take thirteen off an elevator. I think a lot of us are going to reflect back on our lives and we're going to say 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021, and we're going to think of twenty twenty as the year that that didn't exist. We're gonna kind of get that out of our minds. But we can also look at it as a year of blessings. There was so much that happened, uh, and it, it could be a year of blessing for so many of us, for uh, a lot of us. And again, I, I don't know for sure. Um, I gotta get rid of this thing. I don't know for sure uh, what each one of us was. Lord, y'all, I'm out of my element over here. I ain't got a pulpit or nothing. I'm having to hold it in my lap. Uh, and then, but it was a year of hardship for so many people as well. And, and it's. Uh, it's it's individual. Each one of us is individual, so we don't know what happened. You know, for each one of us, if it was good or bad. You know, it just it's depending on completely up to you. As we look back though, on 2020, we see a lot of heartache, but it was also a year of God's incredible blessing for each one of us, uh, and we got to see God's grace in so many different ways. We seen God's grace in ways in 2020 that we had never experienced it before. And we need to remember that, that He was good for us, good to us, good uh, along beside of us. He was great in 2020, but we let so much overshadow His goodness. We let so many things overshadow um, His His love and His enduring love for us. And we let 20, unfortunately, we let so much in 2020 uh, overshadow his goodness and we need to reflect back on that as we look back now we can see I think a lot of us can see where he was so good for us so as we look forward to 2021 
uh, with a lot of hope and a lot of expectations, we set the, the bar really high now. We, get, we expect 2021 to be the best year ever. So uh, for many of you, uh, you may have done this. Uh, a lot of people like to do New Year's resolutions. Uh, you know, beginning of the year, we're going to set these resolutions and, and hopefully stick with them. And there was a study that said the top two resolutions for any year, uh, number one has to do with finance and number two has to do with fitness. Finance and fitness or exercise or diet or something like that goes along with, with fitness. So this morning I want to offer you some New Year's resolutions that you may want to consider. Uh, these resolutions, if, if you keep them, uh, they're going to dramatically impact your life. Not so much the money and the weight, but spiritually they're going to impact your life. Now over in Acts where we're about to read, the disciples uh, were faced with a new day too. All right, so we're, we're in the third day of 2021 and as we read Acts we're going to see uh, something new that these disciples had to uh, to face. Their master had, had died which is Jesus. We know hopefully you know that. Their master had died and their hopes and their dreams have been crushed and they have been shattered but as per Jesus instructions what did they do? They assembled. They assembled in that upper room and they knew they needed things to be done. They knew they had a lot to do but they lacked, they lacked power, they lacked desire to carry this out. And it was here in their doubt, it was right here that the Holy Spirit entered into the picture. It was right here where the Holy Spirit entered their lives and they became bold preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bold. It wasn't, they didn't just become preachers. They were bold preachers. Now, if you got your, your Bible turned over to Acts chapter 2 with me just a moment, set your coffee down, like I always tell you, set your coffee down. Paisley, put your pancakes up. And uh, let's read over here in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 13. The Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were, where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and marveled saying one to another behold are not all these which speak Galileans and how hear we every man in, in our own tongue wherein we were born uh, Perithians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Syrian, Serene, sorry, and strangers of Rome, Jews of proselytes, Cretes and uh, Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. 
And they were all amazed were, and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. Let's pray. Father God, this morning as we come to you, uh, Lord, we just ask for guidance. Lord, we do ask uh, for a great movement today. Father, I pray for a great movement in 2020. Lord, I pray that we, uh, as the church, we as Christians can see uh, you manifest in all that we do. We pray, Lord, that the your light, Lord, your glory would shine down upon us as we enter this new year. God, we ask for a great uh, awakening to take place in 2021. Father, I pray that this would be the year that we would see the Holy Spirit move uh, throughout this great nation we live in. Father, we pray that today the great uh, movement would take place not just here in the U.S., but Father, I pray that this uh, fire that's been ignited right now, Father, would spread around the world. God, I pray that you would have a great touch in every man of God that preaches. Father, I pray that you would have a great touch in these churches as we get back on our feet. God, we do ask for a great touch in our homes and in our schools and in our workplaces. God, we just ask that your spirit be felt everywhere that we go. And Lord, I do pray that you would bless our time together this morning as we as the church, we as Chestnut Dales, as brothers and sisters uh, in Christ, we come together once again uh, outside our element. But Lord, I pray that you be felt in our hearts and in our homes. And Lord, again, we thank you for your blessings in 2020. Lord, it was a, a, a tough, tough year for so many people. But God, you were still with us. Lord, you wasn't quarantined up in heaven away from us. Lord, you were still by our side through thick and through thin. And God, we thank you for that. And I pray this morning, Lord, you continue to bless us throughout this new year. Bless our homes. Bless our families. Bless our lives. All in your son's name we pray. Amen. Alright, so here we are uh, reading, and I'm going to probably be kind of fidgety this morning. I can't stand sitting for this long, but we're, we'll make it work. Um, so Jesus, here, what we, what we just read, we're looking at the Holy Spirit filling these men with love and compassion and all the things that Jesus had while He was here on earth. But what you see right here is Jesus spoke of this same Holy Spirit uh, when He was here on earth. And it was over in uh, John 14, 26. And, and Jesus told Him, He said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in My name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So we've read this before over in John. Go back a, chat, uh, go back a, a book in the Bible. And we're going to read where the Holy Spirit has came in and He has filled these men with so much that a lot of us desire today. I can That same Holy Spirit that filled these men back whenever this was written, back in, I think it was like AD 60 or 70, the same Holy Spirit that filled these men can still fill us today. That same Holy Spirit can still come within our hearts if we would just ask it to. It's in us if we're saved. But for it to come in and fill us like it has these men, it can still happen right now in 2021. And I would I would love nothing more than for us as the church to be filled with this kind of movement in our hearts so that we can be as bold in our preaching and in our testimony as these men are as they were sent out to preach. Now, as we plan these New Year's resolutions, uh, each one of us is probably... I'll be honest with you, and I'm really honest right now. 
I did not make a New Year's resolution because I can't stand the thought of failing, which happens pretty much every year I make a resolution. I fail it some way, whether it be cutting out caffeine or cutting out soft drinks, uh, trying to read my Bible through completely or whatever it might be. I'm going to fail it at some point. So I just set, I set a goal because with a goal, you know, I have something to strive for. But if I, if I, you know, slip a little here or there, I still have a chance to, to catch back up if I need to. So I don't do these these resolutions. But this morning, as as we're looking at things that we can do to to better ourselves in 2021, I'm going to give you three to help you focus on and hopefully help you uh, move forward and have a better year than we had last year. As we plan these resolutions, we need to realize that we can't be successful in keeping any resolution or keeping any goals in our lives apart from God. John 15, 5, he plainly tells us, and you can go back and read it if you want to, but he tells us, for without me you can do nothing. And that me that we're talking about right there, that is God. It is without God that we cannot do anything. We have to have God in our lives to make anything happen. And that, again, it's clearly Him. So with these thoughts in mind this morning, I'd like to offer you some, some good resolutions to consider, some good, uh, good goals to set before you. So the first thing that we're going to look at this morning is find time for God. Find time for God. It sounds simple enough, don't it? Find time for God. In the course of each day, make time with God. We're in, we're in your day. Can you make an appointment with God to spend just a little bit of time with Him? We're in your little book. I've got a little, well, I had a little book back here somewhere that I got from the North Carolina Wildlife Commission. Um, they still send me little little gifts every year for being a, a hunter safety uh, course instructor and, and I get this little planner every year now my planner that I keep is my, my phone now I've got my calendar on my phone and I like to keep up keep track of things on my phone because if I don't write it down it just don't happen I I, I, I don't know if it's an age thing or what I've got a lot of irons in the fire but I, I like to um, to write things in my in my planner so that I can keep up with it for you do the same Find some time to spend with God. Now, I like what we're doing in the mornings with our devotion. I like that. I love that. Actually, that's great for all of us. So for some of us to have time with God is at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. And we're going to have time with God. And that's great. I love spending that with you guys. Where in your day, though, outside of 6, 6 in the morning, where can you find time for God? Where can we find a little bit more time to spend with Jesus? When you find it, invite him in. When you find some time in your life that you're not so busy and you can and you can spend it with Jesus, invite him in to be with you. It can be a time of song. It can be a time of Bible study. It can be a time of devotion. It can be a time of just reading some scripture. It can be a time of journaling or writing. Whatever it is, make time for God. If you think about our lives, how boring is it? our friendships that we have when we say and do the exact same thing every single time that we're together with that person. It, it does. It gets a little bit boring. So spending time with God needs to be different each day. Do a little something different each day. Mix it up a little bit when, you, when you're spending that time with Him. If you think about spending time with God, it's a lot like exercising. 
If you go and you started exercising on January 1st and you went at it 100% and you went for an hour straight exercising, what happened? I guarantee you yesterday you wasn't able to go to the gym or you wasn't able to do much because you went into it head on, full blast, Katie bar the doors, here we go, we're going to exercise, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the first 7 days of 2021. It don't work that way. Same with the Bible. You will burn yourself out if you try to read an entire book in a, in a day. You're going to burn yourself out. And so you need to take baby steps as you read. Go in and do a five-minute devotion. Read five or ten minutes at a time. Same way with exercising. When you exercise, you start out small. You start out with ten or fifteen or twenty minutes at a time. And then you start increasing as, as you, I guess, as you get stronger. You're going to start increasing. Same with the Bible. Start little bits at a time. Pace little bits at a time. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. I, I probably told you all this before. I'll tell you again. But back years ago, me and a bunch of the guys, or two of the guys at the, at the police department, we decided we was going to do that 300 workout. And, and that 300 workout, um, we thought would help us get buff and ripped and you know look good like them guys on that movie 300. Well, what we didn't realize when we was following that plan was those plan, those guys were already ripped and buffed. They were just toning themselves up. So we went at it, and for a couple of days, we couldn't walk. We couldn't move our arms. We hurt so bad. So we need to, to pace ourselves in our time with God. Jesus would rather have a minute of your day rather than 20 minutes in a whole year. So pace yourself with Him. And as you build that relationship, you're going to learn to hear the voice of God through the Holy Spirit. You're going to hear that still, small voice and you're going to feel those convictions and you're going to hear the guidance and you're going to, you're going to hear that rebuke come from Him and you're going to feel the teaching and the counsel that's going to come from Him. And, and it's going to help you along through 2021 and the rest of your life but we've got to pace ourselves and when it happens our relationship with Jesus is going to deepen and it will grow I promise you that now the second thing we're going to look at this morning is make Jesus the Lord of your life now a lot of us have been saved and that's one of the things that we said when we ask him into our life is that Lord I want you in my life be <laughs> my life but we tend to slip away from that. Just like any New Year's resolution, we tend to slip from that. Do this by sacrificing money. Do this by sacrificing your time. Do this by sacrificing and, and giving your talents back to Him. His plan, His, His will, His ways. In 2021, what areas of your life are you not turning over to God? And you've got some time. You've got this weekend. You've still got this evening to really sit and think about what parts of my life do I really need to truly turn over to God. That we can go back in the Bible and you can you can read the story about the rich young ruler. What did he do? He went to Jesus and he asked Jesus, "What can I do to inherit eternal life? What can I do to inherit heaven?" And Jesus flat out told him, "Said, sell your stuff." And give it to the poor. Well, what happened? That young man, that rich young ruler, he turned and he walked away because he couldn't give it up. He couldn't give up his his stuff and give it to the poor. And and we're a lot like that. We don't want to give up our stuff. 
whether it's to give it to the poor or give it to the church or give it to God, whatever it is, we don't want to do that. And I've got a story I'm going to, I'm going to read to you uh, real quick that I, I really like um, that I think went right along with this this morning. And uh, let me read it to you real, real quick. It's a sweet little story. There was a, a little girl, and this this is an old story, so the, the price, you'll see it in the price here. There was this uh, young girl that was waiting with her mom at the checkout line, and she saw a circle of glistening white pearls in a pink full box. And the little girl said, Oh, Mommy, please, can I have them? Please, Mommy, please, quickly. The, the mom checked her, uh, the back of that little full box and looked at, back at that little girl with her little pleading eyes and, and her little turned up face, and the mom said, They are $1.95. That's almost $2. If you really want them, I'll think of some extra chores for you, and in no time you can save up enough money to buy yourself these little pearls. Your birthday's only a week away, and you might even get a crisp, clean dollar from your grandma. As soon as Jeannie got home, the little girl's name is Jeannie, as soon as little Jeannie got home, she emptied her penny bank and count, or, yeah, her, her piggy bank and counted out 17 pennies. After supper, she did more than her share of chores, and she went to the neighbors, and she asked if she could pick dandelions for 10 cents. On her birthday, her grandma, sure enough, gave her another dollar, and at last, she had enough money to buy that necklace uh, over at the store. Now, <clears throat> Jeannie loved her pearls. She said she loved these things, and, she made her, and they made her feel dressed up and grown, and she wore them everywhere she went. She wore them to Sunday school. She wore them uh, to bed. The only time she ever took them off was when she went swimming or had her bubble bath. Jeannie had a very loving dad. And every night when she was ready for bed, he would stop whatever he was doing and come upstairs and read her a story. One night when he finished the story, he asked, said, Jeannie, do you love me? Oh, yes, Daddy. I love you. You know I love you. He said, then give me your pearls. Oh, Daddy, not my pearls, but you can have Princess, the white horse in my collection, the one with the pink tail. Remember, Daddy, that one, that's the one you gave me, and she's my favorite horse. That's okay, honey. Daddy loves you. Good night. And he, he kissed her on the cheek. About a week later, after the story, Jeannie's dad asked again, Do you love me? Daddy, you know I love you. Well, then give me your pearls. Oh, Daddy, not my pearls, but you can have my baby doll, the brand new one you got me for my birthday last week. She is so beautiful, and you can you can even have that yellow blanket that matches her slipper. That's okay. Well, God bless you, little one. Daddy loves you, and he kissed her on the cheek. A few nights later, when her daddy came in, Jeannie was sitting on her bed with her legs crossed in Indian style. As he came close, he noticed her chin was trembling, and one little tear rolled down her cheek. What's wrong, Jeannie? What's the matter? Jeannie didn't say anything, but lifted her hand up, and handed over to her dad those little pearl necklace, that little pearl necklace. With a little quiver, she finally said, Here, Daddy, it's for you. With tears gathering in his own eyes, Jeannie's kind daddy reached out with one hand to take the dime store necklace, and with the other hand, he reached into his pocket and pulled out a blue velvet case with a strand of genuine pearls and gave them to Jeannie. He had them the whole time. He was just waiting for her to give up dime store stuff so that he could give her a genuine treasure. So that a genuine treasure. And think about that. That is exactly 
what our Heavenly Father wants for us to do. He is waiting for us to give up the cheap things of this life so that He can give us a beautiful treasure. That's all He wants from us. So this morning, I want you to think about your life. Are you holding on to some worldly things, some things so tightly that we are missing an opportunity for a blessing. Are you hanging on to your dime store pearls when God has a greater treasure for you than you can ever imagine? That's that's between you and Him. What are you holding on to that you need to turn loose so that He can give you a blessing, so that He can bless you today? Now, number three, uh, that's number two, I'm sorry. Uh, number three, no matter what, lean on God. Lean on God. Now, I'm, I'm losing my spot here. Sorry. Lean on God. Sometimes when the hard times come, we got we're a lot like these two hikers. Okay, so these two hikers were walking through the woods one day. I think I've already told y'all this story. I tell again. I'm really bad for that. These two hikers going through the woods one day, and they ran across a bear. And when they ran across this bear, they they took off running, dropped everything they had, and took off running. And as they were running, one of them went straight up a tree. Well, the other one was right near a cave, so he jumped in that cave. Well, the bear just sat in between them, sat in between the, uh, the cave and the and the tree. And so the one hiker, he, would, he was up in that tree, and he was watching, and the other hiker started running out. And he would run out, and as he ran out, he would get right close to that bear and turn around and run back in the tree, or in the cave, I'm sorry. And then he done it again. A second time, he ran out of the cave and got real close to the bear, and he ran back into the cave. Well, the third time, he ran out. The hiker up in the tree yelled at him and said, Are you crazy? Stay in that that cave till he leaves. And the guy said, I can't. There's a bear in, the, in here with me. So a lot of times, we're a lot like those hikers. We feel like that we can't leave the cave without something bad happening to each one of us. We feel like there's always something worse going to take place whenever we leave the comfort of our homes or we leave the comfort of our, our churches. Every time we turn around, there's another problem that's just waiting for you. 2020 was just like that. Every time we, we seen the, we could see the light. We could see see what we thought was something good happening or going to take place. Something bad would happen. And we'd turn and run right back into that cave. No matter what we would do, we just couldn't escape the troubles of 2020. Whatever it might be. Over the past few months and, and last year in general, past nine months, I guess, you know, we've, we felt a lot like those hikers. You know, in March, we... We, we started to hear a lot about distancing. We started to hear what why we had to, to stay six feet apart. We started hearing a lot more. It was like being in kindergarten. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Cough in your elbow. We started feeling like kindergartners again. Then we had to start wearing masks out uh, when we were in public. And we started hearing about uh, no large gatherings and started seeing restaurants closing down and, and unable to, to get toilet paper for some crazy reason. We, all these things started happening. So it started back in March. Well, then in April, we switched over to, to having online services so that we wasn't congregating and trying to, to, to flatten the curve, as we all heard. And then and along in April, then here I get furloughed from my job. I've never been furloughed before, never even been laid off. 
Uh, and so I'd get furloughed from work. And, and then Maria was uh, transferred from Watauga over to Cannon. And then the kids had to start doing virtual learning. And, you know, it, it was, it, was uh, it seemed like every, every time we turned, not just us as, as a family, but everybody, everywhere we turned, it was like we were stepping out of the cave and turning around and running back in. And then while all this was happening, changes began all over our state and our country and around the world. When we face these times, we're often really quick to just quit, to, to lock ourselves in, our, in our, our rooms or just lock ourselves in these caves and get away, pull the covers over our head and just stop. We just quit. We give up. We're never going to be able to... To, to, to do anything. We're not going to be able to live again. We're not going to be able to um, to have a normal life again. And so those of us though that had that have a relationship with God, we had something and have something that other people don't have. We have a strength and a, a peace that the unbeliever does not have. We have, it, it's where it's here where the power of our testimony draws other people to our own awesome God, to, to our God, to our Jesus. It is through these times, like I said last week, it's when our weakest point where uh, we tend to slip, but it's also our weakest point. As Paul says, that God is at His strongest point. So we've got to remember that, that God is always stronger when we feel that we are at our weakest point. There was a, a man, and, and I love this story, and I, I hope I haven't told y'all this one before, but I absolutely love this story. There was this, this man that was dying, and he was on his deathbed, and this, his daughter called her pastor and asked the pastor, would you come be with my dad? Would you come pray with my dad? And, of course, the pastor said, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll go be with your dad. I'll pray with him. So this young, uh, this pastor went to this young lady's house and found this man lying in bed uh, with his head propped up. And, and he walked in. He seen this empty chair beside the bed. So the pastor just assumed that that, that, that chair was for him, for this visit. And the, the pastor said, I guess you were expecting me. And, the guy said, no, I, who are you? And the guy said, well, I'm your daughter's pastor. And I could just come to see you. He said, i seen this empty chair sitting here, and I figured it was for me. He said, oh, yeah, the chair. And he said, would you mind to, to shut the door? I'd, I'd like to talk to you. So puzzled, the pastor, uh, he shut the door, and he, he said, I've never, the, the dying man said, I've never told anybody this before, especially not my daughter. But for all my life, I've never known how to pray. He said, I went to church. I used to hear the preacher talk about praying, but it went right over my head, and I just didn't really understand how to do it. So I abandoned any attempt I ever had at prayer. And then the old man, he just continued on with this, and he said, until one day, then one day, he said, I had a friend that told me how to pray. He said, it's simple, extremely simple conversation that you have with Jesus. And this, this friend said, here's what I suggest. He said, sit chair in front of you. Put that chair right in front of you. And he said, as you pray in faith, picture Jesus sitting in that chair right there with you. Just imagine Jesus sitting as a friend right in front of you. And he'll, and he, he'll help you as you pray. 
And he said, it's not spooky, I promise. He said, God will always be there with you. And then just talk to him in the same way that you're doing with, with me right now. So I tried it, and I've liked it, and I've done it a couple hours every single day, and I'm careful, though, as I do it, because if my daughter saw me talking to this, this empty chair, she'd probably have me committed or put in the funny farm. So the pastor was deeply moved by this story, and he encouraged this man. He said, keep doing what you're doing. I encourage you, keep praying the way that you're praying. Then he prayed with him, and then he left. Two nights later, the daughter called her pastor to tell him that her dad had passed away that afternoon. And the pastor asked, did he die in peace? Yes, she said, he died in peace. When I left the house about 2 o'clock, he called me over to his bedside and he said he loved me and he kissed me on the cheek. When I got back from the store about an hour later, I found him passed away. But there was this something really strange about his death, the way that he died. Apparently, just before my dad died, he had leaned over and he had rested his head over in the chair beside his bed. And she said, Pastor, what do you make of that? So the preacher there just kind of wiped a tear from his eye and he said, I wish we could all go just like that. Maybe this year we're, we need to be a lot like that. Maybe this year we need to be a lot like that dying man. Maybe this year we need to be resting in the bosom of Jesus. Maybe in 2021 we need to be resting our head in Jesus' lap as we try to figure out how to move forward in this year. I wonder this morning how many of us just need to rest our heads on the Savior. How many of us in 2021, we are so tired, we are so worn out from fighting and, and dodging and all that we had to do in 2020. We are so tired from all the events that now, maybe 2021, we just need a rest. Maybe 2021 is the year of rest. Maybe this is the year that we rely on Jesus for everything that's going on in our lives and we just rest our head in his lap we rest our head in his bosom as it says in the bible and we just rely on him to get us through stop fighting stop trying to do everything on our own just rely on jesus to get us through whatever's going on i'm not going to tell you to make a new year's resolution i'm not going to tell you that you need to read your bible through i'm not telling you, you need to do a devotion daily i'm not going to tell you what to do with your life and how to grow spiritually i give you three suggestions right there to help you grow spiritually, take them or leave them, whatever you want to do. But I do encourage you to get closer to God this year. He was right by our side all of last year. And as I said in what Hebrews tells us, that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the truth. That's the gospel truth. He's not going to leave us. Draw closer to Him in 2021 than you ever have before and see what happens in your life. Let's pray. Father God, this morning as uh, here we are, we're, we're back online doing our, our our Bible study. Lord, I pray that you would continue to grow in us. Lord, uh, as as we struggle with so many things in our lives, Lord, we struggle with reality sometimes. What what's going to happen? What what do we have in store for us? We we don't even know what tomorrow holds. But God, we know that you hold the future. We know that you hold it in your hands. You've already got it all planned out for us. So God, I pray this morning as, as we try to figure out what's next in our lives that we just lay it in your hands. Lord, I pray that we would focus on your will. God, I pray that we would focus on what you would have in store for us. We pray that you um, 
that you would reveal yourself to us and show us exactly uh, what we need to, to hear, what we need to feel, what we need to say so that we would be a, a light and an inspiration for someone. Maybe give our testimony. Just lead someone, Lord, to, uh, to salvation. Lord, let us be that person, that mediator. Let us be that person that would help bring someone to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you. We praise you. And Lord, we look forward to what you have in store for each one of us in 2021. In your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, church. Uh, I appreciate everybody again being with us here online. And I am looking forward to what he has in store for us this year. Uh, he made a way. Lord knows he made a way for us last year. And I'm looking forward to what he has in store for us here in 2021. I hope you all have a great rest of your Sunday. And I will be back here tomorrow morning with you for devotion.